Hello, dear listener. It's your host, Nadia Gilks, and I'm back with another episode of What's She Doing Now? Well, this week, I have been following this Will Smith, Jada Pinkett, August Elsina drama like the most of us have been, and it's pretty interesting, the conversations that I've seen play out on social media, on Instagram. People are making videos and having posts about what's right, what's wrong, was he too young, was he a victim, etc, etc. And there are just so many dynamics to whatever the situation actually is. And I don't know if we'll ever have the complete story, but it has been interesting to see this unfold. So I will say that I had not heard of him until this interview. So from a marketing standpoint, to get new viewers, new followers, new people knowing your name, well, he's already succeeded there (laughs) because there's a lot of people that have the same sentiment. Like, I didn't even know who he was until this came up, but apparently he's been in the music industry for quite some time. I'm not familiar with his music. But I saw clippings of him singing when he was 14, 16, getting started in the music business. And he sounds really talented. I don't know what style of music he performs. But of course, Jada's a singer. He's a singer. So maybe they connected on a musical level in that regard. I don't know. But it's just been interesting that he's coming forward with this. I was given permission to be her boyfriend on the side I'm not really sure apparently he's very well connected to the family they've done vacations together he was an integral part of the family for years from his standpoint and from pictures (laughs) we do have those things in pictures so he does know the family well he has traveled with them he has been connected to them for many years but he's only I find it really interesting like he's only like 27 right now And he did an interview with Angela Yee, who's from The Breakfast Club, but this was just a sit down with the two of them, a very intimate conversation that was about an hour. It was a very revealing conversation where he talked about many subjects, his childhood, his family dynamics, losing his siblings, caring for his nieces. Um, And in that sit down, he said that he hasn't had sex in three years. So if he's 28 now, so now we're taking it back to you know, he was 25, maybe when their relationship ended, and he said he was entangled with that family for years, then you start to get the sense of how young he really might have been if this is all true. So, you know, a 21, 22 year old who had drug addicted parents, lost both his siblings tragically, became, you know, his his niece's guardian at a really young age. And then the fallout from this relationship, according to the interview, caused him to essentially have a breakdown, a physiological breakdown where he is now suffering from some syndrome and is on the way back to healing through immunotherapy. So whatever happened, you can tell that he is deeply affected not only by molestation, drug addicted parents, losing siblings, etc., but also whatever this relationship did to him. Now, there's a lot of people out there saying, you know, he shouldn't be talking. You know, you got permission to sleep with someone's wife. You should just be happy, take the money and run. 
blah, 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 you know, those common things that get said. And it's like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't really subscribe to that. As a storyteller myself, as someone who's written a book and has more books coming and teaches people how to get their books published, I put so much time and energy into teaching my classes and writing myself because I believe everybody's story should be told. We all have a story. We all have a right to get our truths out there. And it's amazing when you do who you reach, what other stories you hear, and you give power to people who may be struggling to get up the courage to tell their own truths. I never believe that anybody should be muzzled. I don't. It's, you know, it's, he has a right to say whatever his truth is. Holding stuff in, being stressed out, being bogged down, that's a lot of reasons why people end up so sick. That may have been part of the reason why he himself ended up so sick. You can't hold everything in. So to say he doesn't have a right to tell his story, I just can't get on board with that. I mean, yes, it would be nice if things could be kept secret. And the interview was not super revealing. I mean, he didn't even come out right and say there was sex involved, but alluded to it somewhat. And that portion of the interview was only that may have been like a three minute segment in a one hour interview that just happens to be the segment that everyone gravitated towards because it deals with the Smiths who are some of the most famous Hollywood entertainers that we have. So of course, people clung to that. But it was a very respectful segment. It it didn't feel like he was trying to be messy or trying to out them in any way. It was just a fact of the matter, this is what it was. And I had to detach myself from the situation and it took years to recover and I'm still recovering, but moving on, here's all the other things going on in my life. So it's not like he sat down for an hour to spill the beans just on the Smiths and his connection to them. It was quite an involved interview. And through that interview, I real I heard that he has a documentary. So I did look up some of that. I think I saw the first episode of it. And it's not on, well, as far as I know, it's not on any streaming service. I saw it on YouTube. So if you go on YouTube and you look up August Elsina, you'll see this six-part documentary, which is him going through Louisiana with friends, family. And it's a journey through his life and what got him to this moment. And he mentions losing his siblings in the interview. So throughout the documentary, I think you'll see his siblings, but there's a note on the first episode that says several people in this documentary didn't live to see it come to fruition, which is really heart wrenching. Uh, you know, personally, that's, I can't imagine losing a sibling. That's, just too much <laughs> you know like that's just kind of too much for me right now and he lost two I think in a relatively short period of time and had to take on their kids and had to untangle himself from this relationship and have to deal with his body literally breaking down so for 27 28 however old he is he's gone through a lot in a pretty short amount of time. He's had to deal with a lot. And that's the only thing that gives, I think, a lot of people pause about this is that it's very obvious that whenever he met the Smiths, he was 
quite broken. He had a lot already on his plate before even losing his siblings. So was he taken advantage of in that regard? Because maybe he might have been somebody that they thought was moldable or gullible or what have you. Or, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. People like to say, well, he's a grown adult and, you know, you can do what you do. But if you have trauma, if you have PTSD, if you have things that you yourself haven't been able to work through and then you add more trauma on top of that, you know, it just it kind of is what it is. Like you can't just brush it under the rug and say, oh, well, he was grown and, you know, <laughs> 22 years old, you can make grown decisions. Yeah, you can. But that's not to say that there aren't things that are weighing you down or that are mentally trying for you just because people are an adult doesn't mean they're a whole adult it doesn't mean that they're always in their right mind or thinking in the clearest of situations so you know yeah and I mean that's not even to say because he was in his 20s there's a lot of people who are in their 40s 50s 60s who are still broken from things that happened in the past that they just haven't allowed themselves to deal with or you think you've dealt with something and then something triggers you and you realize oh this is still a problem for me so you know yes he was an adult whenever whatever happened happened but clearly it doesn't take a lot to see that there was a lot going on that had not been properly processed. And then you add all of this into the mix, which seems to be a lot. And here we are. But he still doesn't seem to be coming at it in an exploitative kind of way. He just, to me, it just feels like someone who needs to get out their truth. And unfortunately, a part of his truth deals with some very famous names. So, you know, a lot of people say they make people sign NDAs all the time. Did, you know, did he sign an NDA? You know, why is he talking? Well, you know, that's the thing with NDAs. <laughs> you know, you could be famous or you could be a corporation that signed an NDA. And, you know, you can have that filed, scanned, entered and locked away. But people can violate that at any given moment. It's just a contract and people break contracts all the time. Yes, there are consequences, but that doesn't mean people won't still do it. So, you know, what if he did sign an NDA? Okay, they've got like 500 million. He may have two. Okay, so yeah, sure. They can sue him for whatever he has. The damage is already done. If it's even damage. I mean, there's a lot of people that have been speculating on the Smith's relationship for years. They themselves have said it doesn't matter what happened. Divorce is never an option. So take that however you want to. But if this is something that they would have rather not made it to public consumption. Oh, well, that's the thing with contracts. People break contracts all the time. And yes, you can sue on the back end, but it doesn't change the fact that people are already talking. There's already an interview. There's already an album coming. <laughs> you know, you're, you've already been trending for a week. So yeah, sure. File something in court, get a court date a year and a half from now and get a couple pennies from it. But the whole point of the NDA is not to disclose something and we're already here. So, yeah, people can scream, well, he had an NDA and this, you know, this is a good look at what happens when you have an NDA. It's just a piece of paper. And at the end of the day, 
nobody really should be muzzled. Now, of course, on a corporation standpoint, when people come in, say Coca-Cola has a new designer or developer come in, yes, you're going to sign an NDA and you're not going to run to Pepsi and <laughs> give your secrets or, you know, yeah, that's going to be a big, um, a big consequences to something like that. But we're talking about personal lives, you know, like Beyonce has people sign NDAs when they party together or whatever. It's like, at the end of the day, it's personal lives. And if a picture gets out there, or if, you know, if, if somebody doesn't interview, yeah, you had an NDA to stand on and yeah, you could sue, but your damage is already done. So it's kind of like, take it with a grain of salt. You still need to be working with people that are trustworthy or who are extremely secretive, or who never have a reason to disclose that. And I'm sure a part of that is potentially running the numbers. Like if you were paying someone for secrecy, and all of a sudden your payments are no longer coming in, and they're like, oh, I'm getting an advance for a tell-all book, or oh, this might sell me more records, you know, Sometimes people run the numbers too. Not saying that that's what he did. I know that's what people are kind of accusing him of. It is interesting timing that he did have an album just drop, but I still don't feel like he's trying to be exploitative with it. But that's a reality for a lot of people. When you have this type of situation, sometimes people do run the numbers and say, well, what serves me better? You know, now he's got all these kids to raise. So, hey, maybe he's like, now is a good time. It's very convenient timing. I think there's a couple of songs that people have attributed to the situation. So maybe, maybe not. He didn't expressly say that in the interview. I don't know if that comes up in the documentary, but in any case, those were my biggest takeaways. I mean, there's like a whole lot to unpack and we could spend really hours and hours looking at his situation and translating it into modern day, modern situations but you know seriously it it really would take hours I would strongly encourage you to watch that interview with Angela Yee it's on YouTube so it's easy to find he's a trending topic right now so it's very easy to find it may be one of the first things that comes up actually (laughs) when you go to YouTube these days and just look at it and just see how it relates to your own life and see what conversations might unfold from it because there really are many I mean when we talk about black young boys who are abused and their stories hardly ever get out um, we hear about women that are being abused sexually abused all the time and even with that or young girls I should say and even with that it may be known but what gets done about it oftentimes nothing because it's done by a family member. So we can talk about abuse and trauma in young black kids and what that does to them growing up because that absolutely changes the trajectory of anyone's life. And then, you know, his having drug addicted parents, that's a whole conversation in and of itself. Losing siblings at a young age, that's a whole nother conversation to unpack. Taking on kids that your siblings left behind that's a whole nother conversation (laughs) so just his life story can be the jump off to so many valid conversations that we need to have especially in the black community and I love how he talks about his nieces you can tell that there is so much love there he calls them his children because at this point he is parent 
And he's just trying to do right by them. He's just trying to provide them a space to fall apart and rebuild and grieve and process and be who they're destined to be. And he just really seemed like a beautiful spirit, like not knowing anything about him a week and a half ago and just kind of hearing the rumblings. It was like, "Mm, okay, maybe he's just doing this to sell music, whatever. I still don't know him. Haven't listened to a song, blah, blah, blah. But then when you watch that interview, which I watched last night, it's like he just feels like such a beautiful soul that's on the road to recovery physically and mentally. And he doesn't seem to be coming in the spirit of harm or ill will. So it kind of makes it hard to kind of hate him once you've kind of heard that sit down, or at least for me. And quite honestly, I believe him. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, for whatever it's worth, I believe him. I'm like, I mean, it does. It doesn't make me look at the Smiths any different because we already kind of knew there's something going on there. They themselves have kind of put themselves out there in a way. So it's like, "Mm, I'm not surprised and I don't really care. And if Will Smith comes out with a movie next week, I'm still seeing it because he's hella fantastic in my head. That's kind of my dream goal. Like I would love to get to a Will Smith level where I have a full on production team just following me around just to make one minute Instagram videos like that's how high level he is so it's like it doesn't really make me look at them any differently so hopefully there's not a whole lot of backlash on their part from him I kind of get the part that get the idea that they're just no longer in communication because August had to separate himself to do mental healing And Jada says now, you know, at first she denied it, but now she, I think it was like a Twitter post or Instagram post that said something to the tune of healing needs to happen. So I'm taking myself to the red table. Yeah, well, you know, Jada can talk circles around issues all day. And at the end of the day, she hadn't said a word. So do I think she's coming to the table with truth? If the truth is, yes, she was with this young guy for years. No, I don't think she's bringing that truth and healing to the table. I think she's bringing some kind of spin and spiel and a couple of kumbayas. And I wish him well. And yes, you know, we were friends and and he's hurting and I wish him healing. And that's probably going to be the extent of her taking quote unquote herself to the red table I don't think anything more is going to be divulged from that because for some reason it seems like and of course I don't know them so I'm only speaking from the outside looking in but it seems like they just have some reservation about making the reality of their relationship public like they've kind of touched on things but not gone all in and said hey you know what we do live on different sides of the compound (laughs) you know we we haven't really been intimate in years or or whatever the truth is you know people say that will smith has had a long-term girlfriend apparently she's had this long-term boyfriend all these rumors have swirled for years if they do get together it's more on a swinger tip not a to be with each other tip who knows and at this point it's like who cares? Like, I would rather just come out with my truth than have all these rumors swirling. And I think that's just people's that's just people's reservation about the Smiths. If anything, it's not necessarily judging on this situation with this young man. But it's like, why? Why is it better for you to get comfort out of letting these rumors swirl than to just come out with whatever the truth is. Not saying that we have a right to be in anyone's relationship. Not saying that like, oh, you need to be telling us. But 
when you know the rumors are out there and there's no way they can't know. That's what you pay publicists and PR people millions of dollars to be <laughs> to be in the loop about. So it's like, you know, the rumors are out there. So it's like at, at some point, don't you just want to come out with the truth and just be done with it? Or maybe it's just me. I would rather just say, you know what? Here's what the real deal is. Take it or leave it. I've told it. Now you can't hold nothing against me because I've already told my story. I'm not letting anybody else run away with my narrative. So there you have it. Go forth and prosper. Love me or not. I'm still in my mansion and I'm good. You know, whatever. That's probably the approach I would just take just to not have my relationship trending with some kind of black cloud over it. Whatever you're doing, if there's no shame in it, if there's, if it doesn't give you any pause or, or whatever, if it works for you, then at the end of the day, it works for you. You, you know, come out with your own truth and move on. And there's nothing anybody else can say to diminish what's going on in your household. But I'm just not one for rumor swirling. So, you know, I just couldn't keep my mouth shut this long. So we'll see. Well, I've, of course, you know, there's people who are saying, I've never seen the Red Table Talk, but I'm going to tune in for this. I've seen it a few times. I don't always get a whole lot out of it. For me, the, the show is kind of too short. It's like half an hour. So it's like she may have somebody on who really has a story to tell or really has something important to say. But it's such a quick conversation. And there's often so many hosts that you don't actually get to hear everything the person says. So I don't tune into every episode. But I will tune into this one just to see what she has to say. If she happens to come out with some something that makes me think she's actually being real and I think that's kind of the thing with Jada is like sometimes it's it's it feels like a facade sometimes it feels like there's this image in her head that she's got to protect and maintain so you're never really getting deep with her and I think that's probably why I'm not the hugest fan of the show because it's the show that is supposed to promote truth and positivity and healing and openness and honestness and I just never feel like she's ever giving us that I I don't I don't know I mean maybe that's just my impression but I always feel like there is some kind of facade and most people just never see the real 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 her you know, I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. And it's kind of interesting because the picture that's floating around where I think August was uh, taking a picture with Jada at a, an award show and you see Queen Latifah in the background. It's really kind of funny because Queen Latifah has a look on her face like, mm. <laughs> you know, like, like, mm. <laughs> so but it's like, you know, when it comes to people who are real, like Queen Latifah always strikes me as real, you know, just like to show a difference because I know they're also friends. But she when she sits down on somebody's couch for an interview, when she, you know, when she's anywhere, when she's doing anything, talking about whatever, Queen Latifah just seems to be a real person who's just going to tell you and let the chips fall where they may. I'm good no matter what. And Jada seems to always have to put on this face of perfection and almost stay statuesque. Like, I don't want to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing. She's just extremely guarded. And I just... I don't respond well to that. I don't think many people respond well to that. So I think that's why when it comes to the Smiths, people are just like, mm, whatever, because they're not really going to believe what comes out of her mouth. So hopefully we see a different side where it's like, 
I mean, I don't think we will, but it would be nice if we just saw like a different persona. Like, okay, guys, here's the real deal is XYZ and this is how I feel about it. And, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever she wants to divulge. I just hope that she comes with a little more realism than she usually gives us, because I think that's what what makes people stand back from her and just kind of not even pay too much attention. We pay attention to Will because Will just kind of is like, I don't care. (laughs) You know, I mean, as a family, they have their their united front and they have their image and their message. But when you sit, when you see sit, sit downs with them separately, Will just brings a, a different kind of energy that makes it seem like he's a little more down to earth and real and honest. And at the end of the day, I don't care. I'm going to say whatever and you're going to take it and like it or love it or leave it. And I'm good with it either way. And I think that's just what people want. Like, what's the real deal at this point? Why are we still hearing these rumors and buying into these rumors like 20 years later? Because it has been an extended period of time at this point. So anyway, it is the 4th of July right now at this moment. So I hope you all are having an amazing holiday season. We can't really go anywhere. I'm in Nevada, so my state is on the banned list. So I for sure can't go anywhere because I'll have to quarantine for 14 days when I get there. So big whoop on that. (laughs) But wherever you are, whoever you're with, whatever you're doing, I hope you're having an amazing holiday weekend. And please follow me wherever you heard this podcast. Like it, subscribe to it, share it. You can find me on social media. I have a YouTube page, Nadia Gilks. I have a Facebook page, Official Nadia Gilks. Feel free to tune in, see what I'm up to, see what projects I have coming out. I have some great announcements coming out in the coming weeks. So stay tuned, check back and see what she's doing now. Have a great one. Bye.